Hello, my name's Peter Helly. I'm the creator of It's A Date. And today for the fifth episode, uh, I am joined by the co-writer, one of the co-writers of this episode, a very good friend of mine, Mr. Stephen Gates. How are you, Gatesy? Good to see you, Pete. Good to good hear to you. you. Buddy. Yeah. Hey. I'm look. sitting opposite a table. I don't think we've ever like looked at each other so full on. I feel like we're on a date. Yeah. <laughs> right now. The service is terrible. There's no food, not even a, a drink of water. I for did us. I did ask for a, a, an instant coffee earlier. Oh you did? Just a perk up. A blend forty three. Oh possibly. Nice. That may come in at, at some point. Um we will just continue. Yeah. Uh, as it goes you on. You want you do uh, I'm looking actually from I prefer a Macona. A Macona. That would that's a nice sort of date coffee, isn't it? Yeah, nice, uh, nice. Kind of there's a, there's a international blend is referenced in one of the uh, episodes. International roast. International sorry. roast. International roast. You buy it because Old the school. canister looks good. Well, if you go to, if you, if you, if you're going to um, an Aldi or a, oh, uh, oh, okay. a Costco, okay, you can get international roast in a fucking vat. Never bought food at an Aldi. I don't, I don't trust it. I don't like it. Germans don't muck around, mate. Just because they're organisers, I mean, right. not tasty. But it's, but so it's all sourced in Germany. You know, it's yeah. all proper German food. You know, I learned something interesting about Aldi uh, during the week, and that is that the uh, family behind Aldi, they... Um they're in like after the war or something one of their like, obviously massively rich you know, dynasty one of their sons got kidnapped what well, they used to be like quite the, the you know, family around town one of their sons got kidnapped yeah. and then they paid off the ransom and, and, and I think they, you know, they got him back mm. but then they just went underground never any other photos taken of the Eldie family since then really since just, when how long since like oh, it was post war right wow which could, could have been last week that's post war still and, but and like post recent war from the seemingly anonymous uh, right now they, they're an empire yeah, they're still going. Wow. Still going. Right. So no one bought him out like Dick Smith or something. Oh, he tried. He tried. I bet he did. He would have tried. So <laughs> Just so he can push his peanut butter. It's funny we're talking about this because people say, "Hang on, this has got nothing to do with this date." But the, sorry, but but no, but I I, I it does because mm. uh, the date that you wrote, we did this a little bit differently this uh, this episode where you wrote one of the dates and the other date was written by Tony Moclair. That the subject for this date, the issue, the the question we raise is, should you date? on the rebound um it's directed by jonathan bro we have um two dates one uh with the uh very well known and much loved shane jacobson and uh on a date with the very well known and much loved p miranda fantastic in the children's crash oh what company no no there's crazy one of those play gyms that yeah. they're around i always go into those play gyms and i, I look around and i go i'm gonna start one of these yeah because it's just like a you know a, a massive hall mm-hmm. it's a space studio space with nerf oh. and a ball pit yeah Get them going. That's it. And you're in. So haven't a lot of done dodgy, that. A lot of dodgy things at the bottom of a ball pit, though. Things that yeah. should stay at yeah. the bottom yeah. of a ball pit. Yeah, never. Never to be. Don't ask, questions, ask too many questions about the ball pit, mate. <laughs> um, we had a funny joke. Uh, it was kind of a cheesy joke that Shane's character was going to do about um, the ball pit and saying it's Brad Pitt's brother or something like that. <laughs> oh, it, was a, it was like a bad... Yeah, bad funny joke if you like. Yeah. Anyway, and the other date is uh, between um, uh, the wonderful Emily Tahini and the uh, comedy star on the rise, Ronnie Chang. Oh. Um, and that, that's the that's the one you co-wrote. It is, and I was very I'm, I'm very across um, Emily's work, and you were more across Ronnie's work. So that was really interesting. It was actually well, Emily Tahini's name had come up um, a lot, and I'd seen her work uh, with Sean McAuliffe and yeah. and. Uh, 
and the comedy sketch show. She was in comedy. It was comedy Inc. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was in comedy. She's Inc. A yeah. yeah, she's done. So I was certainly she was on the on the radar. But you, um, you were when I was, we spoke to you, and and uh, you were very much that Emily's grade. Let's definitely get Emily, mm. and that was like they gave us the the, the tick, and uh, and yeah, I was certainly wanted to make sure Ronnie was in it. It was a great. They're quite a sweet couple. Interesting. Yes, and, but very different. Very different. Yeah, and it, it was one of those things where it wasn't like um, cause I don't think they had met, and I don't think they'd worked obviously worked together before. So it was, it was one of those things we were hoping mm. they would what, get along and to, mm. you know, kind of have chemistry and, and all that. And yeah, they, yeah. They, they did. And kudos to them. I think when we were writing the episode like three days into, we had, we had a draft mm. of our 15-minute of our block, you know. Yes. And um, they came in and just cold read. And that's always, yeah. that's devastating to any sort of performer, just to, cold, to not know anything about it and just not know where the pace is, not want to know where the tone is, the jokes. Because often, yeah, because the way it worked is through uh, those new for the podcast, or maybe we haven't covered it I'm sure we have but uh, we will get the actors in we will chat to the actors have about a two three hour session with them just discussing dating discussing the idea size them up size them up basically strip them down yeah remove all their personality and confidence make make them cry (laughs) (laughs) go through their romantic history with a fine tooth comb (laughs) leaving no stone unturned Um, (laughs) and we will do that and uh, they will give us feedback any ideas they would have and the idea always got better in those sessions then we would go away and write the episode um, or a draft. Mm. You might, we might even kind of get through two or three drafts in that time, over about three days. Mm-hmm. And then they would come back and they would have a, a read through. Occasionally, we would get the draft to them the night before to have a read. But I, I think what you're saying is Ronnie and Emily, we didn't get a chance. I think we're like, sometimes we were still writing you exactly. know, as, as they kind of walked in, into the room. We just had to quickly print them off and go, okay, this is where we're at, up to. Yeah. And they were, yeah, they were amazing. Mm. They, um, they, they completely got it. Totally, and one of the reasons it's set in the uh, you're a big part of why it's set in the in a, in a shopping centre. Mm. Um, I think we had like an idea that we might want to. I, I had an idea that a food court would be a funny place, but and I'm not sure if it was deliberate or not. But you, I don't think it was. I don't think I said we'd get Steve Gates in for this one because you know he used to work at a food court. I think it was a coincidence. But you you worked you worked at a shopping centre growing up. You yeah. had this massive yeah. experience, so that was like that confirmed it for us. It was like okay, well this one is the one that's going to be set yeah, in a yeah. shopping centre. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you brought Great. all that wealth of experience the wealth of experience i basically used to run a news agency with my mum and dad yeah northland news agency well done um by the time i left school and was in university doing amateur theater and all this other stuff my job was actually running this news or two news agency in northland shopping center so it's kind of a it's a love letter to um, shopping centres, really. Well, we and did, the, and we, the, yeah, the little universe that is in there, the little tiny planets that are the shops, and all of the satellites that surround it. You know? And that was very much, uh, you know, one of the things you were very strong on of having the way these characters zigzag from, you know, like almost like a, like a pinball machine, or like mm, you know, that's you know, what we used picking that. off each other, like yeah. you know, they're walking from here, they're zigzagging around and. And this world, I mean, we didn't want to take the piss out of it. We wanted, you know, because there are people who we wanted to make sure these people like kind of love like working. It's not like they're here until something better comes along. No. Besides Laura Hughes's character, who's hilarious in it, uh, she's kind of got stars in her eyes, and she wants to be, you know, she's it's a bit of a stopgap for her. Which was, um, which I'm so glad we got to write a, a spruker. Yeah. Because the spruikers that came through while I was there were just colourful people. They were always they always had stars in their eyes that was always a stopgap it was just really good money at the time yeah right 
I did some spruiking. You uh, did? For a family friend at Laylaw Sports. Awesome. Uh, he had a sports power. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember footballers uh, of the time who were young and up and coming, but uh, Lance Whitnell mm-hmm. and David Schwartz <laughs> uh, came along. I think it was Schwartz, or was it Neitz? David Neitz. Uh, it was one, one of those guys from Melbourne. And um, and they came along and I was spruiking. Uh, before, before I started comedy, like mm. a family friend owned a sports store yeah. and knew I was you know into performing and just uh, yeah, gave me a decent kind of cash. Yeah. My dad was trying to do the same thing. Like, right, Because he yeah. knew I had stars in my eyes. Right, yeah. Um, while I was, you know, selling papers and things. And he said, well, why don't you do a bit of spruiking? You know? Yeah. Uh, and I'm, what am I going to do? Spruik exercise books. And clag. <laughs> We've got a 32 page for 30 cents. I think you'll uh, agree that's a cheap... No, I'm not going to do it. Full scrap, yeah. not full price. But you carried a lot of the lines were like... Like, uh, was it, don't walk on by. Don't be shy. Don't that be was, shy. That wasn't my... That's the thing. That's oh, a reference it? to a, a, a spruker that was working there. And he that was thought that he, he was a genius. Yes, but that was one that you brought into the writing. Of course, like you, yeah, yeah. you might not have said it originally, but yes. you had observed it. And, yeah. Because yeah. Laura did some ad living and I did some, you know, I was just throwing lines at Laura to kind of, because some we did on screen, and then Great. we had some where she's in the background, and, you know, we were saying to say this now and say this, and, and she was doing a lot of her own, and but a lot of it, uh, the script you was, was your stuff. Gonna ask you how you did that because a lot of the a, a lot of the scene takes place with Laura the Spruker just talking in the background. Yeah, so that was just done kind of separately. I think actually, actually, Jonathan was still shooting. Jonathan Bro, who directed the episode, was uh, directing Ronnie and, and, and stuff. I, I took Laura away uh, with our uh, sound recorders and basically just recorded some mm. wild uh, lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but the uh, the line was um, this this guy who used to uh, spruik outside the fruit shop it was don't be shy don't walk by because at Garden Fresh Fruit Supply you can't afford to buy <laughs> and I think the same guy used to pronounce uh, falafel at just outside falafel kitchen he's spruiking outside falafel kitchen Love you, yeah. falafel falafel <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know get your falafel balls here at falafel kitchen <laughs> And um, I, I, a couple of times, twice, that's a couple, I, I said, you know, um, it's, it is pronounced falafel. And he goes, oh, thanks, Steve. Thanks, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, sure enough, he'd, uh, he'd, he'd get it right. But then the next time he hit fa- fa- falafel kitchen, <laughs> it'd be falafel again. <laughs> yeah, see, is... those crazy colourful characters yeah. are worth. They all stayed in there. About. Yeah, they all stayed in there. But also the wonderful hierarchy, kind of. There is a hierarchy between shops, an unsaid one. Yeah, you know, you've got the the young, you know, the the guys and girls who work at Maya in there. You know, they they they've suddenly they've got a bit more. You mm. know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cachet, cachet. Yeah, that's the cash. Yeah. Falafel, a bit more cash. Falafel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're speaking to Stephen, co-writer. Of, uh... <laughs> um, and, but I, I, I do. Uh, I can't remember if we finished the point before, but I do really like the idea that these characters are not looking to break out and become other things besides Laura's character. That, mm. that, it, that Ronnie's character and, and Emily's character have dreams, and those dreams exist within the shopping centre. Like, I think so, so many times we watch films and TV where the dreams are so, have to be so big, you know, yeah. and these are just little dreams. And, and those little dreams that own their own bakery or their own, that, you know, like, yeah, this is what's I think really nice about it. Really, oh, there is, there is a character I play 
that I... Um, Which I... Um, who does I, I have think, his own? <laughs> I think you possibly have my favourite line for the series, which will I'm sure people will, will be able to tell after they watch the episode, but we will uh, let you know what that line is uh, in the part two of this podcast part once two. you've seen the episode. All I can say is because you kept saying that, Pete, the pressure to deliver <laughs> that line perfectly was just all, yeah, all consuming. And I was there on on on, the, on set during that moment to make sure you got it right. Oh, everyone was there. <laughs> everyone was there. Oh, I mean, you nailed it. You, you nailed it. I got a, a message from my manager when she watched um, that, and that was the line she quoted. Dion. Yes. I think. She, yeah. She. Yeah. That's lovely. She yeah. um, messaged me too. Um, so. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I remember having a crush on the muffin break girl, and um, and I, what I liked about her is that she just. She was there five days a week selling muffins and yeah. completely happy about that. Just yeah. completely, you know, it was great. Yeah. That's what she wanted to do. Well, yeah. no, that's not what she thought. That's what she was doing. Yeah. And she was happy doing it. It's yeah. like this zen approach to, you know, especially when what we do, especially what I was doing at the time at the shopping center, I had dreams. So I wanted to get the hell out of there yeah. and do all this stuff. So I was never that, actually happy doing, and there's no, selling my There's no right and wrong, but I think what... When we were writing, it would have been too easy to write characters that had those, you know, that wanted to get out of there like yourself, you mm. know, like the, you know, like a Springsteen character who just, you know, <laughs> was just holding down a nine to five. And, Thanks, man. You, know, you just compared to, me to Springsteen. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I always think of Springsteen when I when I, when I hang out with you. Um, uh, you were born, no, you were born in Mount Waverley. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Temple stuff. Um, so I think it would have been easy to write those characters, you know, like the, those disinfected kind of, you know, cynical. Um, you know, needed to yeah, but also, break out kind of characters. I, I like what where we went with it. You've only got a short time also to yes. establish these characters and write about. I don't want to hear about what they want to do in the future. And, it, and that was one of the things I think with all the episodes we try to get. This is a snapshot of a moment in their lives. It's mm. not. It's not encompassing of their entire lives, but it's a snapshot of. And we and we try to paint where they're at and and and, and you know, what their what their hopes and, and are because that's part of dating as well. Mm. But um, you're right. You know, we can't go too far but I think in focusing on on um, on this small moment and not trying to encompass everything about them we kind of get really nice portrayals yeah yeah I'm, I'm excited to see it yeah because we should but you haven't you don't watch it go to air live I, I, I've got a ABC little one. it's a superstition I have I like to watch stuff when it's actually on the television mm. and not see it before you know Hamo was like that Justin Hamo our friend uh, Hamo uh, did a similar thing he just watched it uh, go to air and uh Kate Langbrook who also hadn't watched uh, last week's episode and, and, mm. until it went to air. So um, I mean, everyone here has been really, you know, you, you can watch it. We can give you a copy. And, no, 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 no. I want to watch it when everyone else is watching it. Yeah. yeah. I'm very, really, really excited. Yeah. Um, so and the other date uh, we point out because this is for the this podcast is for the entire episode is and it's not a competition is, by the way no, no it's not a, I mean, if you want to let us know yeah. uh, which, <laughs> oh, let Steve know uh, written by a very funny guy Tony Moclair who has done a lot of radio work and TV work as well and uh, he uh, this one of the w- w- these were written quite separately these two dates mm. um, and I don't think I'm talking out of school by saying that the, the other date there was a little bit of uh, the change this was go- the Shane and, and Peter 
year date was going to be paired up with another date. Oh. And then we, we, we had a, you know, like another thought about the way we might go with it. And we kind mm. of, we did a little, uh, little smaller rewrite, just, just little bits and pieces just to mm. kind of get, um, the, the, the make it more about dating on the rebound. And, um, yeah. and it's, it's great. But one of my favorite monologues, and there's quite a few of them, like Sibylla Bud's monologue in episode two about the, you know, riding the gorgeous Ginger Wonderland and Black Caviar's last race in the spring, I really like. Uh, <laughs> Sophie Lowe uh, has a, a cracker uh, in next week's episode. But P. Miranda's monologue about um, cutting down the way Native American Indians mm. cut down a tree is, uh, is, is worthy of your attention. Um, Great. Without saying too much, enjoy. enjoy. But that was Tony, uh, the reason I pointed out, that was Tony Moclair verbatim. Just knew that story, yeah. knew that kind of, that theory, that kind of myth. Um, and he just said, and I just typed as he, as he spoke and yeah. just wrote it down. He was really uh, great to work with him. And he cooked is- a lot. You didn't cook. He, Tony McClare would rock up with dishes. Hey, I, hey, I turned up to your house, man. Oh, you did? Yeah. You did. Okay. Well, I to get this behind a, the... This was a great episode. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. That's why I really we enjoyed went, writing this one. We went to Northland Shopping Centre. We, we did. Had yeah, a look we, we took a little excursion. That's yeah. right. We didn't eat in the food court, though. We ate somewhere nicer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, and, uh, that's, that's what we that had. was on the way to your house, I think. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we um, and another thing we had to do uh, was because of ABC policy. There's a, there's a, it's an interesting thing. You can, you can see but not say, or you can say and not see. So there were things uh, like yeah. when, when Ronnie's character in the, in the opening segment talks about his girlfriend uh, or who he believes his girlfriend Charlize is spruiking, and he he says that you can uh, like Charlize. Uh, Super A loves Charlize um, and we will later mention Super A in a few other stores but we can't like see them as well so yeah, that, kind yeah, of, yeah, that yeah. was kind of the rule of thumb we yeah. went for but what it was it was kind of fun doing it was coming up with new names when they're going to the food court and they're going through what the names like what food they got that's right is coming up with fictitious which uh, was fun names. it was I fun I mean that's what we love to do yeah. but at the same time you want to bring authenticity to the references these characters are making so yeah. Yeah, we were struggling with that we kind of wanted to. Well, we wanted to. And then I think once we got a head around it, I yeah. thought it became kind of fun. And they're kind of names that are, you could almost imagine what the actual you know franchise is kind of taking, not taking a piss, but just referencing. Exactly. Anyway. And but talking about ABC, and this is a comment I made to you, everyone made to you probably, after seeing that first episode. Um, God bless Auntie, the ABC, mm. because I can't imagine these stories being able to be told with commercial breaks. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, right. the fact is, we they need move so quickly. I've been asked that before: if 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 we, we if we did take it to commercial television, or if if we would do a second season on commercial television. Mm. This is from people. Oh, look! I mean, it could work. It could work. No. It could work easy, no. but uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, this, I mean, it's it's amazing. One, they were amazing to work with. We worked with uh, a man called Brett Slee, and he was fantastic to work with, really. Uh, he was in a lot of the meetings and, and the, the workshops, and he, mm. he, he was great. But to have, we needed those 27 and a half minutes. We wrote, yeah. these scripts were, uh, for each episode, between 35 and 40 pages. So mm. we wrote long deliberately, so we had space in the edit. Uh, it was nice to have the room, but we needed we were, like there was some lovely stuff along the way that's been cut out mm. you know, of each episode. Uh, yeah, that's fine. You rather have some good stuff on the cutting room floor instead of using everything good and that you know. And, it is tough. You, you you spend like a week writing about these little characters and you kind of don't want them to go by the end. Well, that was you the want to write 
more. That for was the them, big you know? one, and we're so thrilled that you know, like the, the audience is holding, and and and, uh, and you know, the episodes have been over a million people have watched the each show, and it's 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 uh, it's it's great. Um, and you know, season two is looking good. Um, so that's cool. Um, that's that's people have taken to the show exactly how we dreamt they would. Mm. Um, so that's. Um, that's you know that's a that's a that's a massive thrill. Go um, Pete. Shane uh, Jacobson is fantastic. Shane and Pete came on board. Uh, I did a podcast. I do a podcast with Justin Hamilton about movies. Hamilton and Hallie Big Flicks. We interviewed Shane Jacobson in the very early stages of putting it today together. And I mentioned the idea to him. I said, let us know if there's anyone you want to work. If you want to do it, and he goes, yeah, I'm in. Do it. I said, let us know anyone you want to work with. And he said, just finish the film with Pete Miranda. Pete would be great. You'd love to do it. Gave me a call the next day. Was flying out to. to uh, a bit in the Born Legacy, um, uh, yeah, with Matt Damon. That yeah, one. yeah, wow. And rang me from the airport saying, "Yeah, I'm in. P is in. Love to do it. Great. Uh, yeah, put us in, and we'll talk when I get back. Awesome. And that was it. You know, yeah. he was he was uh, fantastic, and just you know, he's again great to work with. Yeah, and P, P, uh, I mean, we, Shane is great, and he's just like awesome and amazing, and he's you know, we all everyone knows that, and they should know. And he's he's exactly how you would hope Shane Jacobson to be in real yeah. life. You know, um, Pete Moran is like she's phenomenal mm. like I think she's great in this like really again a, a, a role where we see and she's done like comedy you know, people are, uh, looking for Ella Brandy was um, uh, comedy you know and, and but I, I feel like we haven't seen enough of her playing you know being funny she was very funny in The Goddess uh, did you see The Goddess the musical oh yeah no I started watching it yeah in, um, in, on a plane right um, I think I saw only it recently plane. yeah 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 yeah. yeah I, but then the plane landed and that was it that was it that sometimes <laughs> happens it? But she was really funny great hair by the way uh, Pia um, and and, but she's so plays this case. It's, it's a bit of a tricky character because we didn't want it to be ditzy, but we didn't, you know she's kind of a little bit, a little bit vague. You yeah. know she she she's really well meaning, but sometimes you know like she's talking about going away and meditating, but she's also thinking she's still making being hung over for a lot of it. And she's kind of you know yeah people who have good intentions that don't always follow through exactly. Oh, yeah. You know like something like that they, yeah. they I'm that person. Exactly based on you. Know, I, I, this is how I wanted to break it too. Great intentions, yeah. Open your mind, get zen. Yeah. Hung over, that's yeah. the problem. Um, there also, David Quirk is in this episode. Get he out. He is, yeah, he plays uh, the DJ, uh, DJ Busy B. Um, <laughs> And uh, start, he, he, he does have a you know transformation during the uh, the episode. Watch out for that. And he is hilarious. I got to say, I saw I saw about eight shows uh, at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. They're all great. You know, mm. I saw Luke McGregor's show, Laurie Hughes' show. Um, uh, I didn't see Tripod. Didn't see Tripod. Well, this is awkward. No, oh, but, wow. Uh, wow. We had be... like we did most of the whole festival. Like, yeah, we didn't do Harvey's. I I will be downloading Perfect Tripod. Uh, for my tunes um, after this uh, podcast though wow it wasn't even a perfect tripod show but anyway go on <laughs> well I didn't see that <laughs> anyway I, I've been more of your shows I think than any other <laughs> comedian I've been to shows if you know what I mean you're probably right I um, I've got to say Quirk Show was the best show I saw yeah it was about uh, about a show about regret he, he cheated on his a girlfriend oh. of his oh. brutal thing to talk about but it was funny it was poignant and he's a, a hell of a performer great to see the He's doing great. He did, I think, got great reviews in Edinburgh. 
and yeah. um, good crowds over there, but really funny guy. And if you don't know, uh, he was in a show called Problems with Sam Simmons. Yes. He ran the shop, the sort of knick-knack shop. Yes. And uh, yeah, he and he and Sam lit up the screen. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's great. So um, enjoy the episode. Um, it's uh, should you date on the rebound, mm. and we'll come back for part two when this goes to where and um, and chat uh, with you know free of any shackles of, of pot spoiling oh okay um, and uh, you know yeah uh, we'll Good. see you it's a date nine o'clock ABC one.